Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm Bird. This is Jake Simone. Jake, how we doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, man. Good morning. And I survived the Curtis Samuel for now, <laughs> starting against me. So that that's pretty good. Hopefully, we- Devontae Adams just doesn't go for like 38 tonight, which I don't know. Revenge game, but hopefully not. We well, we did predict that Curtis Samuel was going to come out and have. We, we a, predicted have a lot a nice of game. people to come out. Uh, that's true. That's true. But Curtis, but Curtis Samuel might have been might have been top of the list. Member yeah. member of the Portland Mailbaggers, just a friend of ours. I, I don't know if he's like you know a true friend. No, he's not a friend. Like a, like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is a true friend of ours. But yes. Taylor Heineke, good friend of ours. But. Curtis Samuel, I don't know if he's like, you know, if he's really a part of a click. No, no, definitely he not. Might be an outsider. He he might be like the kicker of the team. Yes. Yeah. As a guy who's just on the on the outside uh looking in. So week five, almost done. We have Monday night to go. So we are going to go into, of course, as we always do, we're going to look at all of the games, talk about the most important sticking points from each of those games and have a nice grand old discussion about all of them because that's just what we do that is what we do here we have nice thoughtful intellectual conversations that never ever go off the rails and are always on point on topic all of the time so let's go into the thursday night game the chicago bears taking on the washington commanders Bears 42-20 in this game. Uh, Jake, let's just start with the road team. Let's start with the Chicago Bears. Another great game for Justin Fields, DJ Moore, wide receiver two of the week thus far because Jamar Chase had to happen. Uh, The Bears, you know, if they're kind of scaring a little people, some people to start, they've kind of turned it around a little bit. And the schedule for the Bears for fantasy purposes, I'm not quite sure about winning football games purposes, but for fantasy purposes, home against the Vikings next week, home against the Raiders, and then at the Chargers the next three. That's that's pretty good right there for you to start Fields and uh, DJ Moore at the, at the least. And now we have this debate of what's going to happen with the running backs, because now you have Khalil Herbert exited this game with an ankle injury. Um, I've been told that it looks like he's going to miss somewhere around a month. Yeah, probably a high ankle sprain. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. And the and, timeline and, would suggest that's probably accurate. And Roshan and probably Roshan won't play with, this week either. Yeah, with the, with the concussion. So this now leaves. He's like a cockroach. He doesn't die. Deonta Foreman back and looks like he's going to be the starter for the Chicago Bears with also Travis Homer exiting this game with a hamstring. Jake, I would imagine they're going to bring somebody in. They're going to elevate someone from the practice squad, if not two guys. But if it's a competition of who's going to get touches between Deonta Foreman and Kyrie Blasen game, it's going to be Deonta Foreman. And with Deonta Foreman going up against the Minnesota Vikings next week at home, I mean, 
you, you if have he's, to start if he's him. by himself. You, you might not have a choice. Yeah, and look, if your season is on life support, where you're like one and four, I don't know about two and three. Two and three, you're kind of in it. But if you're one and four, you might have to really make a big play for Deonta Foreman. If you're if you have bye weeks next week at a flex or a running back spot, because he should be a high upside play and should score, quite frankly, against the Vikings. So uh, Deonta Foreman is a must add in all formats this week. One last thing for the, for the Chicago Bears that I, that I do want to bring up: Roshan Johnson is owned in about thirty five percent of. Uh, ESPN leagues. I just the numbers that I have in front of me right now. Jake, if you had, if you had a significant amount of fat to spend, which Chicago Bears running back would you spend on? If you had to, Roshan Johnson or Deonta Foreman? Uh, season long Johnson. But if my record was, you know, like I said, if you if this week was a must win, it has to be Foreman because by the time Roshan gets back, you could see you could still see him splitting carries with Foreman, and then Herbert will come back. I'm not quite sure if. It will be Roshan's time this year because they were using Herbert a lot even before yeah. the injury. Yeah, in, in close games they've been they've been using Herbert, and in games that they've been winning, that, they've won, and that injury was all Justin Herbert. Fields' fault too. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like you know who's the running back that you want to have for the Chicago Bears? It's probably Justin Fields. But I mean, if you have, you have to win. Deonta Foreman, yeah. he's going to be a volume play, if nothing else, in week number six against the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, will we'll be talking about the Vikings. I'm sure we'll have a, a nice conversation about how the Kansas City Chiefs just get constantly bailed out unlike anything I've ever seen before in my time of covering this sport. It, quite frankly, is gross, and it's 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 sickening. It really is. Yeah, uh, uh, no comment there. You know, I know. Uh, for the Commanders, this is a this is just a bad loss. This is a really really bad loss. And Jake, I mean, I don't even know where you want to start with talking about this team. I mean, yeah, Curtis Samuel, eighteen point five points in both one PPR. Nice. That's awesome. In garbage time. Yeah, it's like well, who awesome. cares? Great. Uh, yeah, a lot of the numbers they accumulated were in, were in, uh, in garbage time. Sam Howell having a, I, I guess if you want to say a nice fantasy day, three eighty eight two and one. I mean, I guess that's that's you know worth something. Um, are there any real takeaways that you have for the Commanders? I mean, you can look at the receivers and you could say, okay, Terry McLaurin only eight point nine points and what was a blowout for the Commanders. Jahan Dotson really has just done done nothing. I mean, let's actually let's, let's he's droppable. It. Yeah, I was going to ask you this because let's just talk about the Jahan Dotson situation. A lot of people spent. A good amount of capital, you know, in in bringing in Jahan Dotson with the hopes that he was going to live up to his promise from a year ago, and I I, I kind of just sit here and I say to myself, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen unless there's a quarterback change in Washington, and right now, happen. I think Ron Rivera is just going to go down with this Sam Howell ship. That if 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 Sam Howell is going to stink, Ron Rivera will take the brunt and he will leave knowing that Sam Howell was the guy that ended his tenure as head coach of the commanders. I, I, that's just my overall thinking. That, that's that. that's the vibe I get too. And I think he's droppable. I really do. I mean, if you want any type of silver lining, I mean, Falcons next game in Atlanta, that's a tough game. Falcons defense is definitely improved. It's not the Atlanta of old where it was just the red sea for fantasy points. And then they're at the giants. So the next two are, you know, hit or miss, but you're not going to start Jahan Dotson 
with any sort of confidence moving forward. You can't. I mean, I, I didn't have him as a top 40 receiver this week. No, it's no. it's it's and he doesn't really... stink either. In most cases, it's like, yeah, guy kind of stinks, but right. You you see the ability when, when he gets the ball in his hands. It's just they're they're incapable of really having two fantasy relevant pass catchers along Red. with you know Brian Robinson, who by the way, I don't think is really that good either. No, I think he's just a body. He's just a body. I think he's just a body. I think that we see more explosive running backs, you know, just point blank period. Um, but if they're winning, if they're winning games and they're in positions where they're going to win games, then Brian Robinson becomes very valuable. I think the next two yeah. weeks, Brian Robinson, we could see him have two very good games against two teams that are just kind of, you know, one meddling and the other one is definitely stinky. But then it's Philadelphia. Is he going to be valuable there? Probably not. They might get, Probably they might not. Get, they might get. But then again, it is at home, and they kept it competitive against against Philadelphia. But then New England, that could be something there. Seattle, who knows? The Giants. But then to end the season, he's got. Let's just listen to this end of the season for Brian Robinson and the Commanders. Dallas, Miami, Week fourteen by the Rams the Jets, and the 49ers. Those are all horrible matchups outside of the Rams. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. It's not so good. If if you can hope the next two weeks Brian Robinson does something, he's a great, 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 great sell-off right now. For right now, no. But if he no. has a game next weekend versus Atlanta, then you could start to have the conversation of maybe you start selling him off. All right, so let's go to the London game. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Buffalo Bills, the Jags winning this game 25-20. Just a sluggish, awful, bad game from the Bills. I mean, the Jaguars had been in London throughout, so they were adjusted, and it was very clear that the Bills were not, and <laughs> they put up a, a true stinker. Uh, let's start with Buffalo. Uh, James Cook, a dud a well-true dud, five carries for negative four yards, three catches for 25 yards. It's just unfortunate because, Jake, we we know this happens with the Buffalo Bills, that their running backs definitely have these games in their locker where they just completely abandon the run when they have to, and you allow Josh Allen to be, well, the Josh Allen that we all know and love, where he's dropping back 40 times and is launching the ball over the park. Yeah, look, I really think, though, and we can sit here and analyze the game all we want. I think this was just a case of of Jacksonville being there for two weeks, comfortable, no jet lag, Buffalo just getting there. Buffalo has these stinker type of games. I wouldn't press the panic button with, with Cook or Allen or any of your bills. They have a great get-right game this week at home on prime time against a terrible New York Giant team, which I think is – I, I think the Giants are the worst team in the NFL right now. I, I think we would – I know we're going to talk about them, but this is a classic get-right game for Buffalo, and I think James Cook is a very good uh, buy-low right now this week. I think this is a week where you can get him at a little bit of a discount if a manager is panicking. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I have no disagreements there. You're not going to hear me suggest anything other than the is, Giants are the worst and is Gabe team in Davis, the NFL. Is Gabe Davis a, a set it and forget it on a weekly I, basis? I was is just getting there. Go. I was just going to go right into it because, I mean, we're talking about Gabe, Gabe Davis now. I mean, is, is he tough to trust? Sure, because the games that he's had, I mean, if we look at this four-game stretch where he scored in four straight games, six for 92 and a touchdown, one for 35 and a touchdown, 
three for 61 in a touchdown and six for a hundred in a touchdown. So you have two really good games where yeah. you're just kind of like, all right, this is, this is nice. And then you have two games where it's like, well, if he doesn't score, there's yeah. no chance that I'm starting him. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, you, you got to fire him up though this week. You, I think you, you got to play, you got to play your bills this you week have for to. sure. Yep. I, I I find it hard to say that I'm going to have Gabe Davis ranked as anything more than like a mid wide receiver three, but is it definitely encouraging? I mean, what I thought was definitely encouraging was when he, when Gabe Davis scored the touchdown, they had the ghost offensive PI, which I don't know where that was. I don't know what the referees were pulling out of their ass with that one. And then Josh was just like, Hmm. Okay. We're going to go right back to him. And what they do went right back to him. And he got, he got his touchdown. Yeah. One last thing here. The only thing that's, I guess, a little concerning is the game script here kind of favored Davis where they had to abandon the run. But look, I I think you got to fire him up again for another week and see how it goes. So if we're looking at the total snaps as well, that, that, the Bills receivers played. Gabe Davis was on the field more than Stefan Diggs was. Davis played. Oh, yeah. He's the clear. Yeah. He's the clear wide receiver, too, there. Yeah. And Diggs, Diggs ran 38 routes. Davis ran 40 routes, 60 offensive snaps for, for the Bills. Davis on for 54, Diggs on for 52. I'm not saying that Davis is number one or anything like that, but this guy does not come off the field, is my point. Yeah. It, it's and encouraging. It is very, very, very encouraging. Uh, for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we have to have this kind of conversation about him about him now because it's another just like eh, game, but it was a tough matchup, so he can kind of get away with it. But he's just kind of been good, yeah. Eh. And and I kind of alluded to this last week where I told you I'm like, is it possible that he's not elite and he's just good? I Jake, I had this conversation with multiple people. I think it's a, that's an unbelievable take. It could be true. It could be true. Absolutely be true. And it, and and look, the matchup is very good though for Jacksonville next week. Mm-hmm. So it is a little encouraging. But there is the Gardner Minshew revenge game element. <laughs> but uh, we'll get yes. to the Colts in a little bit. But um, yeah, Lawrence, bro, it, he's just a guy where you kind of need to roster another quarterback. Where if he has these tough matchups like Buffalo. It's tough to really trust him until he shows you otherwise because he's kind of killing people right now in lineups. Going forward, who would you rather be starting, Trevor Lawrence or Matthew Stafford? I'm going to stick with Trevor, but it's 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 pretty close. Okay. I mean, I think I'd stick Trevor, yeah, but, but it's, it's close. not like it, it's not for sure. No, and you and you probably drafted Trevor to be your only quarterback throughout the year, and you're kind of in a tough situation right now. For sure, uh, Travis Etienne, his best game of the season by by a country mile. Yep, he'll be the, fine. Yeah, this was this was his big time. All right, I'm him. I've arrived. Party thirty touches for Etienne. A really really good day for uh, Etienne. And then we have to, we have to talk about the the receivers here. I know I'm neglecting to talk about the tight ends, but you know we haven't really gotten to a point where the tight ends, you know, have been super viable. No, the, rec- the receivers. I mean, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. This just all goes. This is not you know me taking a victory lap, but Christian Kirk has two more receiving yards through week five than Calvin, Calvin Ridley, Ridley does. 
And, and but I will say though about Ridley, he you gotta start him next week against the, mm-hmm. the Colts against wide receiver ones this year. And we even saw Ridley against against the Colts week one yep. have just been awful against wide receiver ones this year. Eight for one hundred and one in week number one for Calvin Ridley, and also scored a touchdown. He he's going to have a big game against the Colts, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, look, one guy you drafted, uh, what like round three? I think it was. People were drafting. I would him. I would say comfortably round four. Yeah, comfortably round four, and another guy was like a round seven guy that you were taking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So look, we we both on this podcast said that it's really not that close of a gap between the two and Kirk could very well outproduce Ridley this year. And it's kind of looking that way. And Kirk was awful week one too. Yeah. And Kirk was, was, are you, are you by any chance, are you sitting Kirk this week? No, I wouldn't sit him because it's not like the Colts have been like stellar against wide receiver teams this year. Sure. They're, they're really bad on, uh, in the secondary. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. We saw Deandre Hopkins, have a very, very good game against them. A real DeAndre everybody, Hopkins, everybody's DeAndre Hopkins game. Dude, every wide receiver won this year has killed the Colts. Mm-hmm. It's going to continue. It's going to continue because they're all going to continue. The secondary. Yep. Let's go to Atlanta where the Falcons defeated the Houston Texans 21-19. to um, The Texans, weird. A really weird, weird. game. Poor clock management, too, by uh, D'Amico Ryan. I don't know if you saw, if you caught the end of that game. I did. Yeah, not great clock management either. No. No, and, and I think that was just a uh, uh, the inexperience of the of coach. D'Amico Ryan's, yeah. Showing itself. And that's fine. That's fine. You're allowed to learn on the job. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to be, you know, as a head coach, you have to be just going into a gun ho and you have to figure everything out right away. Uh, we have to talk about Tank Dell. Let this game with a concussion. Jake, if there's no Tank Dell, how much of a solid start is Nico Collins going to be for you uh, next week for the Houston Texans when they're going up against the Saints? Uh, very viable. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about it, especially if there's no Tank Dell. He, he is a must start next week and moving forward, especially if there's no tank down. I even think Robert Woods might even be a little bit on the, uh, the sneaky flex radar. If you have bye week or injury issues as well, mm-hmm. he's probably on your waiver wire. Let's talk. Let's talk about Damian Pierce as well. 21 touches for Pierce, not a single Texans running back had a touch outside of him. Jake is, is, is Pierce the guy? It's the guy, but he stinks. Right. Uh, uh, you know, he stinks. He's he he's a volume guy at this point. He, he, he he's is a volume in, guy. He's in like that class of like I, I feel like him and Miles Sanders are like very similar where mm-hmm. they get the carries, but they're just like they're just numbers, you know? Yeah. And if yeah, they don't yeah. fall into the end zone, they're gonna do absolutely ungots for your fantasy roster. Yeah, we have a conversation about Miles Sanders too. And I that think- team's they stink. Yes, they do. But they yeah, stink. Pierce Pierce is not that good. And 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 uh, Dalton Schultz, man, he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. He he's a, a very viable tight end moving forward. It looks like him and Stroud got something going too, as of late. Yeah, two straight games with a touchdown for for Dalton Schultz. The targets though are a little weird. For he needs him. to score, but what what tight end really outside of the top like seven guys do anything without scoring? You know. Right. And if you look at 
four seven three three ten in terms of targets. I want to see it be more sustainable. Like if you look at a guy, say, let's just say Evan Ingram, right? Through the first five weeks, two, eight, 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 eight in in targets. That's consistent. Yeah, like, that's very like sure. Would I like to see more from from Evan Ingram instead of eight targets a week? Sure. But with Dalton Schultz, three, four, and then seven ten being your range in terms of in terms of your overall targets. I would like to see something in the middle, please. You know, get down get down to the mean a little bit. Um, and not and for what it's worth, too, the Texans tight ends are not on the field a whole lot. Out of 59 offensive plays, Schultz was on the field for 35. Tegan Quatoriano was on the field for 23, and Brevin Jordan was on the field for two. Yeah, so they like that for what it's worth. They, they mix and match their tight ends. They have different guys that come in and out. So if you're saying that Dalton Schultz is going to get, say, we'll say most weeks, average, we'll say he's getting 40 snaps. You better hope that when he's on the field, 40 of those snaps are turning into into something nice. Yeah, whereas you, you, it, you, whereas and, it, and into the end zone. Right, right. In this in this game, we're talking out of 10 targets, 35 snaps. Do the math. Every 3.5 snaps was a target for him. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I don't know if that's sustainable going forward, but it's a great number to say. Absolutely. Well, for the Atlanta Falcons, Jake, where, where do you want to start? You want to talk about the uh, fact Bijan scored, but it was a very, very, very ugly Bijan game. You want to talk about Kyle Pitts having a game? Yeah, I, it's weird. It's weird. It's almost like they hurt us with, with Kyle Pitts, too. They heard that I took Jonathan Smith as hard of the week in spite. He had a decent week, even though he fumbled the football. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the Falcons, they're just such a weird team, man. Like, next week, like, they could have weeks where, like, they just look like they don't belong on the field. And then there's other weeks where, like, wow, they, they look pretty good. It, it, they're they're very matchup dependent, too. And the game script matters. Like if, honestly, though, their their schedule's not hard. I think them and the Lions have to have the easiest schedule going forward. I looked at them all pretty much last night. It's a very winnable schedule for Atlanta, and they're going to be in these games, so it is encouraging for your fantasy assets. It most certainly is. Are you trading Kyle Pitts for? Are you? Tra- oh, okay. Obviously, if you have Kyle Pitts, you'd love to send him off. You would but- love to. If you if you have a tight end if you have a tight end ish right now tight end issue, would you be trading for Kyle Pitts? I would, but it's like tough to. But it's a little disheartening because the price what it was last week where it was almost borderline free, mm. it ain't there this week. No, no, it's not. So it's it, it, and it's also tough to gauge what exactly the Kyle Pitts manager would be would be looking for now. And the commanders got absolutely killed by Cole Komet last week, too. Right. So now it's just a, now it's just a matter of okay, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Janu? Is it going to be Pitts? Who the hell knows? I would still put my my faith in, in Pitts. I would. I would too. I would too. Ten targets led the team in targets. They obviously were looking to get him uh, involved. Which they heard the noise. They heard the noise. Yeah, they they absolutely heard the noise. And and finally. 
finally, they freaking heard it for from all of us that were screaming and hollering for Kyle Pitts to uh, to get more involved. Uh, Drake London also nice day for him, six for seventy eight on nine targets. I mean, it's just kind of it's gonna it's gonna be hit or miss with this team for for the most part. But we have to we have to talk about Bijan, um, and. It wasn't his best game, but we've had these games so far this year where he's either been really, really good or really, really bad. I just want you to, to listen to these to these games that he's had. 10 for 56, receiving touchdown. 19 for 124, 10 for 33, 14 for 105, 14 for 46. It's been bad, good every week. For B. John Robinson, if you believe in trends and you believe in those funny little things, B. John Robinson is going to have a huge week next week. I, I think he's going to have a big rest of the season. I'm not at all. Look, the Falcons, I, I have questions about the rest of their offense, not B. John. I think eventually he'll just start getting his. And he's, he's just too, too good of a player not to be consistently great. So uh, no concerns about B. John moving forward. He'll be fine. So we have some breaking news on the early morning podcast about Anthony Richardson. I just got a uh, a nice little I got it. Here. He's out for a month. Out for four to six weeks is the initial diagnosis. A sprained AC joint is what we're looking at. He he for. is constantly going to be banged up the way he plays football. Mm-hmm. So somebody needs to have a talk with him. I mean, let's just go let's just go and talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Let, let's just rip the rip the band-aid off. Uh, the Colts and the Tennessee Titans. The Colts winning this game 23 to 16. All right, so we got to have this conversation. Anthony Richardson left with a shoulder injury. Gardner Minshew came in, uh, won the game for the Indianapolis Colts. Jake, moving forward in super, in super flex and deep 12 team leagues. I have an issue. Is, is Gardner Minshew startable? Very startable. And look, I have $177 of fab left, and I have Anthony Richardson in a 14 man super flex. I think I have to spend at least $100 on Gardner Minshew. One thousand percent. I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't if I don't get Minshew. Well, uh, you're going to have to be playing somebody else. That, I don't at, have anybody else, and, and there's nobody else on waivers. Yeah. Well, I'm talking it's a star player, and that's not yeah. a quarterback. It's not that's... a quarterback, or I have to trade for Josh Dobbs, right? Or Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I have to get like one of those bottom of the barrel quarterbacks. I think Minshew. Mm-hmm. Minshew's got real like top. 15 upside like he, I think he's going to be like I, let, let's be honest here like let's think of just some guys that are just uh you know like the mids of of starting fantasy quarterbacks like I'd rather start Minshew over Derek Carr yeah Minshew I think, over I, I think I'd rather start Minshew over Dak Dak we'll get, we'll get to them but oh uh, I can't wait yeah it's bad um I mean Howell I'm outside of the garbage time last week he looked horrible in that first half when the game was competitive yeah, but I think I like the offense more with Washington more than I do with the Colts. Do you? I like that Colts offense. I, I lean Howell. Well, I think you know the Colts want to run the ball. I think yeah. we, know, we know that. We don't necessarily you know know that Washington is looking to run the ball consistently. So I'd, I'd lean Howell, but that's close. One last one. Baker or Minshew rest of the season or the, for the next month, rather. <sighs> I think I lean Minshew. I think I lean Minshew, but that's really close. And, and you know Minshew is going to tear it up this week in Jacksonville. Revenge game for benching him to go get Trevor Lawrence. It's it's going to be a revenge game to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So buck, buckle up 
and go get, especially if you are now in Superflex and you have, or you're running out of options, you got to spend big and you yeah. have to go get yourself Gardner Minshew. Uh, the running backs for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, the grand return. We all thought, some at least thought, based on the uh, civil discourse that was going on on, on Twitter, that Jonathan Taylor was going to step in and immediately he was going to be all guns blazing for him. The guy hasn't played in four weeks. He's banged up with the ankle that he suffered that he suffered last year, still working his way back from that. It's not going to happen automatically. Enter Zach Moss, who had the best game that anybody who has had against the Tennessee Titans all year long. And it's not even remotely close. Jerome Ford was able to score a rushing touchdown against them in week three. But outside of that, they have allowed no more than 71 rushing yards to running backs all year long. And what does Zach Moss do? He comes in and he rips 23 carries for 165 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for 30 yards. Jake, rest of season, is Zach Moss going to be viable as a flex play? For fantasy, even when Jonathan Taylor gets up and running. Let's put it this way. I think you have to keep starting Zach Moss until he gives you a reason not to start him anymore. Sure. Because he's not going anywhere. And, and also, how dumb do you think the Colts feel that they just gave three years, $55 million to Jonathan Taylor when they have a guy for that's getting nothing, have a game like that? They panicked. They panicked. And Moss has had a great year. I mean, this wasn't like the first week Zach Moss showed up ready to play for the Colts. Like every week Moss has shown up and produced. So look, I'm starting him on a weekly basis until he gives me a reason not to. And how do you not give the ball to Zach Moss? How do you just phase that guy out of the offense the way he's looked? You can't. You can't. Not now. Not now. Not after this. No. I think that's where I stand. I think he is viable. Moving forward, I really, really do. I think I had I, – I don't know my ranks uh, in front of me because they go away after the week. But if, from what I recall, I believe I had Jonathan Taylor as my RB24. And I think I had Zach Moss as like my RB29 or 30, something along those lines. So he was still very startable. I think a lot of people saw Jonathan Taylor back and said, oh, boy, you know, what are we going to get out of, out, out of Zach I Moss? And, and, and rightfully so. Right, rightfully so. I think everyone saw Jonathan Taylor come back and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, all, all, all systems go. But now I think we've we've kind of learned that the Colts, they can let Jonathan Taylor take their time. They have significant long-term investment in him now. And you got to see him get right. And when he does get right, he'll be back in there and he'll and he'll be ripping. But for the time being, they're gonna let Zach Boss, a guy that is white hot, take the majority of the work. And I don't blame the Colts for doing that. It's a smart football play. Is it a great fantasy play? Does it suck for, you know, all the Jonathan Taylor managers? Of course it does. But is it a smart football play? Yes, it is. Yeah, for sure. The receivers. We got to talk about Josh Downs here. Have to have a nice little conversation. I've caught all six of his targets. Michael Pittman, seven targets. Jake, is Josh Downs startable for the Indianapolis Colts moving forward? In full, yes. In half, I would... Lean towards maybe not, but in full, he is. The only number that concerned me a little bit with Josh Downs was out of 67 offensive snaps. He played 47. He he can only play the slot. That's the problem. Right. Where you have Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce that played 66 and 65. 
Yeah, so, bigger bodies in the run game. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's the only downside with Josh Downs, but he he definitely is a pickup. He absolutely in twelve in twelve team leagues and even in some ten, if you have buy problems and need someone to start, uh Josh Downs could definitely be be interesting. And uh Jake, Drew Ogletree had the most points out of the Colts tight ends. I'm not adding him. How likely are you to start a Colts tight end most weeks? No. Just, just, just curious. Impo- it won't happen this year. Impossible, he says. For the ten- for the Tennessee Titans, well, this was um, this was something. I-, I think we all kind of thought that maybe this would be a close enough game where Derrick Henry is involved. Only sixteen touches, like. Like what, yeah. the, what the hell is going on here? They're just a very weird team. That hate fantasy. That hate fantasy. And it, it, next it, week, it ain't getting easier. No, no, it doesn't get any easier for them. Just full stop. Baltimore, they have their bye. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Jacksonville. Three straight road games in there. Pittsburgh, Tampa, Jacksonville. And, and you have a Baltimore team that's looking to get right this week in London. Mm-hmm. Jake, is it? Is it? Ugh, I hate asking this question because we went over this last week and I was I look like an idiot. Is there a universe where you could sit Derrick Henry? Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit him, but I would look to move him, man. I told you. We, we were going over guys. Where they could bust for where they got drafted. And mine was Derrick Henry. It's just father time is undefeated. Yep. And this is just not a good enough football team right no. now. All right, where do you want to start? I mean, the quarterback sucks. The offensive line sucks. Secondary sucks. The only good thing about this team is, is the defensive line. And the one good thing about this team is arguably the reason why they lost this game. Is they got yeah. absolutely taken to school by the Colts offensive line. Which, by the way back this year they the Colts offensive line looks as good as it's, it's tremendous yeah yeah and and but look I think though the one takeaway you got to take away from the Titans this game is the DeAndre Hopkins upside is real man I mean if this is a bad team and they're going to be coming back in games and having to play from behind DeAndre Hopkins is very interesting this year and look he should have scored a touchdown too mm-hmm. um in this game so yeah, I, I think if you're a DeAndre Hopkins fantasy manager, you have to be pretty encouraged with, with what you saw. The only wide receiver that received that received any sort of look in this game outside of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kyle Phillips had one target. Nick Westbrook-Kine had three. Outside of that, nobody else. It was so just it's, DeAndre Hopkins. It's the DeAndre Hopkins show. Even when Burks comes back, I, I think it's they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins to football. Only thing... Only thing he hasn't done so far is score. But score. this was this was a game where you're feeling rather encouraged by the performance of DeAndre Hopkins, eight for 140, 11 targets, and looked in sync with with Ryan Tannehill, which obviously you do like to see. All right, so let's go to the Detroit Lions and the Carolina Panthers. I mean, hmm. Detroit, they just keep on humming. That schedule they have is a complete joke, too. They don't. They, they don't need Jameer Gibbs. Very good. No. no, dude, that schedule is 
and there it's going to keep coming, man. Like the Amon, and Amon Ross St. Brown might miss a couple of weeks though, which makes obviously Josh Reynolds very startable. And David Montgomery is he look, man, he's clear cut top 10 play for the rest of the season. Hundred percent in this offense, he looks 100%. incredible. He does. He never looked like this with the Bears. No, no, I, I, I don't think it's that the the Lions' offensive line is you know that good or anything. Oh no, no, no! I think the Lions have the best line in the league, arguably. They're they're really freaking good, dude. They, it, it, they, they I know, Ragano, I know they're good. Best center in the league, Penae Sewell, best right tackle in the league, and Taylor Decker, pretty stout as a, as a left tackle. The, the, the Lions can play up front. No, they, def- they definitely can. I just didn't expect it. I, yeah, I just no. did, not, did not expect them to move people like this, and they have. They and the have. Panthers are just absolutely oh, bro. They they are them and the Giants are and the Patriots for that matter. We can loop them in. Are just they don't even look like they're playing the same sport as the rest of the league. Mm-mm. No, no, they 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 really don't. Let's let, let's talk about Sam Laporta here. We have to Sam Laporta. Stud. <laughs> he's he's a complete stud with the Monroe St. Brown out. Laporte has got to be one of the four best tight ends to play for the rest of the year. 347 and two. Jake, on four targets as well. Is there is there a planet where you I, I, I know we've talked about this before, but is there a planet after this week where you sell extraordinarily high in San Laporta? You could. It depends what you get back. Um, but with the tight end state of affairs, it's like it's tough to go to to downgrade that position from. Is Laporta. someone offered you? Is someone offered you George Kittle for San Laporta? Would you take it? Yeah, I'd rather have Kittle. I I would rather have Kittle. Someone offered. All right, so, so someone offered you Mark Andrews. You would take Mark Andrews. Oh, absolutely. I think the only tight ends I'd rather play over Laporta or Kelsey Kittle, Hawkinson, uh, Andrews. Okay, so he's the fifth best tight end for the rest of the season for me. Okay. Uh, the receivers, obviously no Amon no Amonrus St. Brown. So the guy that's that stood to benefit the most was Josh Reynolds, four for seventy-six and touchdown on five targets. If there's no Amonrus St. Brown, Jake, for the Detroit Lions, is there a receiver here that you are starting going forward? Reynolds. Reynolds would be the guy for me. I think Jamison Williams needs to sh- I mean, he might just stink also. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like uh, he just I don't know. Like I, I really don't know. I would start Reynolds uh, over Williams. Uh, Reynolds is a week as a weekly play. He'd be somewhere in like the top thirty six range. Yeah, that's fair. And the matchup's fine against Tampa next week, also. So it, it's really nothing to be too concerned about. Uh, how concerned should uh, Jameer Gibbs managers be seeing David Montgomery just continue to rip it up like this? Extreme, extremely. He uh, Gibbs is a handcuff at this point. Like, huh, yep. you know, and he's hurt. I would be very concerned. He has scored in every single game that he has played in this year. Six touchdowns in four games played. Obviously missed week three. Biggest bust this year is Jameer <clears throat> Gibbs. Um, Yeah, he was, dude. He was getting so hyped up in the summertime. He's one of the biggest busts. I don't he's know if got, I'll say, I, I I say think he's, he's the universal the, biggest bust. Dude, he's the biggest one. Not even close, bro. People talking about this guy being Alvin Kamara coming into this year. It ain't Alvin Kamara. Uh, I mean, he also wasn't taken in the first round. And you got to look at some of the guys in the second round that were taken in round one. I mean, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, but Wilson. Not his fault. Not his fault. Not his fault. But like we didn't see Rodgers going. I think Wilson will still be fine. I mean, 
you know, what did he have? Like four for 60 this week or something like that? Something like something, something along those lines, yeah. I mean, should I mean, go, yeah, against Patrick Sertan. And again, the Jets just refuse to let Zach Wilson play the quarterback position unless it's out of sheer desperation. We'll get to that, but still. Yeah. Well, well Wilson, I think Wilson would be more than fine going forward. With, with, Wilson's going to get 1,000 yards again this year. How's that? Not, how was Jameer Gibbs? Dude, Jameer Gibbs might not even get 500 yards this Jameer year. Jameer Gibbs might right? not get 500 yards. Yeah. We're, so we're, what are we we're talking about We're using him in ways that, we've, that, that people have never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he's, he's bad. I don't know if he's bad, but it's... It's very spooky if you own Jameer. Chances are your season is pretty shot if you drafted that guy in the second round. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the biggest boss this year. You can't convince me otherwise. Carolina, Bryce Young. Hmm. He just stinks. He just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not good. The 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 Panthers. This is the kind of decision that gets you fired. And I'm not saying it's going to happen right away because he's still he's still a rookie. There's time blame, to grow. I blame the owner. I really do. I I think the owner just fell in love with that kid meeting him. It's possible. It's possible. Meanwhile, so. meanwhile, you have CJ Stroud and 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 Anthony Richardson that you know look like they belong. And there are questions I think right now as to whether or not Bryce Young is going to be that all that good. Look, the only positive this year from the Carolina Panthers. I think Adam Thielen has to be a wide receiver one in full point PPR. I mean, how, how are you not starting Adam Thielen on a weekly basis without any hesitation? I, I mean, you have to. Yeah, he's to a start. wide receiver. He has been. He has put up wide receiver one numbers this year. Uh, yeah, in full in full point PPR, uh, three point two in week one, twenty point four, thirty one point five, fifteen point two, and twenty seven point two. Guy, the guy's insane. Guy's insane, and and Bryce Young doesn't even look at his other targets. It feels like other than Adam Thielen, he's the first read on every single passing attempt of Bryce Young. Adam Thielen, thirteen targets. Next closest was Jonathan Mingo at seven. Yeah, still not really enthused with with Jonathan Mingo, but dude, Thielen said it and forget it. Guy's a machine. We got to talk about the running backs, Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. Miles Sanders seven carries in the game versus. The Lions also fumbled. Chuba Hubbard, 10 touches in the game, nine carries. Jake, what the hell are you doing with the Carolina Panthers running backs moving forward? Is either one of them startable for the Carolina Panthers in week number six when they take on the Miami Dolphins? Well, I'll defer it to you here. Am I crazy for starting Zach Moss over Miles Sanders next week? No. Yeah, that that's the avenue I think I'm going. So, yeah, you're not starting them. I think outside, if one of them gets hurt, I think, one of them becomes pretty interesting just based off of sheer volume alone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're really unstartable in fantasy right now. Rest of the season, who would you rather have Miles Sanders or Ramondre Stevenson? Stevenson. Rest of season, Miles Sanders or Zach Moss. That's really razor thin. I guess Sanders. Cause I think at some point Taylor is really going to get up and running. Mm-hmm. But I'm not exactly confident in that take there. Here's one for you, and I know I know we're going to talk about it at at some point. Rest of season, Miles Sanders or Jaleel McLaughlin? That's really close, man. Mm-hmm. I think it might have to be McLaughlin. <laughs> I think I think it might. We'll, we'll talk about it, but we'll. That, that could be a situation there in, in, in Denver as well. Uh, let's go to the Dolphins. They take they took on the Giants, the lowly New York Giants, and the Dolphins win this game 31-24. to 
to 16. Uh, I mean, everyone just kind of had a day. You you want you want a touchdown? You want a touchdown? You want a touchdown? Yeah, you what, want a touchdown? Are, what is there to discuss from this game? It went exactly as we planned. You're still starting all your Dolphins. The Giants, outside of Saquon Barkley, there's nobody you want to start in fantasy. It may be Darren Waller because of how bad the tight end position is. Fine. But they stink. The Dolphins are one of the best teams in the league. What else is there to say from this game? Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We have, we, let's talk about the Giants for a second. Are you? Do you trade Saquon Barkley if you have him? With how bad this Giants offense looks, I mean, this. Yeah, this but you're going to get bad. offered like nothing. He's hurt right now. I would just wait for him to have like a good week to show that he's back and healthy, then trade him. Someone offers in full point PPR. Someone offers you Alvin Kamara. Yeah, but that that's right. not happening. That ain't happening. You don't think so? No, no way. Kamara's look pretty good this year. Interesting, interesting. That ain't I, happening. I, I would see it happening. Someone offers someone offers you the Colts guys. Jonathan Taylor, Zach. Nah, yeah, nah, nah, I wouldn't do that. That's out in love. Someone offers you. Someone offers you Raheem Mostert. No, that's selling love. Okay. Is there any giant moving forward that you are comfortable starting outside of Saquon Barkley? This includes Darren Waller as well. Yeah, Waller because of how bad tight ends are. But outside of that, no, they're they're horrible. Giants next week for all for all those that are concerned. Yes, as Jake alluded to before, they are That's going to be bad against Buffalo and off of a loss. Yep, off of a loss. So bad. Yeah, buckle up. Maybe maybe the only and Von thing Miller's be, back. <laughs> the only thing that might help the Giants a little bit is that they have Brian Dayball. I think Josh Allen is sympathetic to Brian Dayball. So instead of a hundred, maybe they put up fifty. Yeah, it's going to be a, a a slaughter. Yeah. Is going to be oof. this is going to be bad, 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 bad. And they're lucky this is in, in Buffalo too. Imagine this this were in the Meadowlands. Oh my god, that would just be uh, not good. You know what was a slaughter? The New Orleans Saints and the New England Patriots, thirty-four to nothing for the Saints. The second worst loss for Bill Belichick's illustrious career after. His worst loss being exactly one week ago against the Cowboys in a 38 to three win for Dallas. Jake, is there really anything to kind of take away, take away from this game? I mean, we could talk about the receivers. We could talk about, you know, Olave, Michael Thomas, Shahid Thomas getting more targets than Olave, but there was, there was some video that came out before the game. I did not see this before I did anything of Olave looking like he tweaked his ankle in warmups. So maybe that had something to do with it, but a lot of the watch a lot was still out there. So that's at least positive, but we have to look at the injury reports this week and see if a is on any of them with a suspected ankle injury, just based on the video. If you, ha- if you haven't seen it, just go look on, on Twitter. It's all, it's all over the place where yeah. literally I think, I think 20 minutes after the game's kicked off, I, I go to Twitter and bang right there. Well, the, the, they did throw him two deep passes where he just got his feet out of bounds, but it was they were close, so yeah, could have gone either way there. But yeah, there's something to watch there. And look, uh, you know, I, I think obviously Olave is the guy to own, but again, a, another pretty strong showing for Thomas with getting targets. He looks pretty good. He just hasn't been scoring is the problem. And 
I don't I, look. I think he's very startable moving forward. And if you drafted Michael Thomas in the ninth round like I did, you have to be pretty happy with what you've been getting. Though I mean, you know, it's been pretty good. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think you can you can complain. I would argue that Michael Thomas has been a better, better value in round nine than Chris Olave has been in late round two, early round three. I don't think yeah. that's, that's much of a hot take at all. Yeah, no. So, uh, Saints, look, that was pretty much like a tune-up game. The Patriots, it makes me so sick to my stomach that the Jets lost those guys. But they they mm-hmm. are horrible. Oh, no, my they're bad. God, they are horrible. They're, they're bad. They're, they're, they're bad. And Mac Jones, I, I think that situation is going to get bad. I think it's going to get really, really, really bad. And, you know, I don't I, I don't think we're ever going to see a day where the Patriots remove Bill Belichick. Like, I think he is he has definitely earned the right to go out on a high. But what is what are the Patriots really doing? Maintaining the same culture going from Mac Jones to presumably a new quarterback in 2024. What what what's this? What's that solving? I'm not saying Bill Belichick is done. I'm just saying I think the Patriots may be better off going in a different direction. I think it's a hot take, maybe, because this is the greatest coach that has ever been. But Tom Brady's not coming in riding on his white horse to save the day. I mean, look, the issues go far beyond Mac Jones, I think, on that team. It's just years of mm-hmm. bad drafting and bad decisions yeah. and free agency are just biting them right in the ass because you don't have Tom Brady to cover up for poor drafting anymore. Correct. That that That's spot on. And I think that's the point that I was trying to get at is Tom Brady masked a lot of the flaws this team had. And there were players that were coming from far and wide, taking less money to come to New England to play with Tom Brady. Now, nobody's coming to New England to play with Mac Jones unless Patriots are paying top dollar. And they did that for Juju, who, I mean, Juju, (laughs) he stinks. He stinks. So, you know, what what are we doing here? What's the long-term plan with the Patriots? And the answer is, I have no idea. I guess drafting a quarterback, but... Now the way you extend Bill Belichick, you. It, the way you extend Bill Belichick and give him life is obviously number one overall in taking Caleb Williams. But honestly, I, I look at Caleb Williams. I say the same thing with the Patriots as I say with like the Giants. You bring in Caleb Williams. What does that solve? Not a whole lot. Um, look, the the teams are just so they just don't have anything like. Right. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like no playmakers. I mean, I guess the Giants have Saquon. Offensive lines are hard. Mm-hmm. In New England's defense, it was tough losing Gonzalez and Judon. Those are their two best players. So yeah, like the yeah. la- last thing before we go on to the uh, Pittsburgh and the Steelers with the Giants, it, it, it's it's like for like you take Daniel Jones out of there, you bring in Caleb. If you get that pick, it solves absolutely nothing. The offensive line stinks. You have no playmakers for him. It's just walking into the same situation. For the Giants, you get Mar- you get Marvin Harrison. Now you're cooking. There's a need. There's a need that's completely filled. I see the same thing with the Patriots. The only problem is, does, is Marvin Harrison getting anything done with Mac Jones? No. No. I, don't, I really don't know what either team. We'll we'll see how the season goes as when they all finish because I don't think either team. I think both coaches are good enough to not get the num- number one overall pick. I, I really think it's going to be the Chicago Bears via the Carolina Panthers because they're that bad. Yes. I, I, I would most certainly agree. 
Let's go to Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 10. And what have I said all along that the Ravens are F-R-A-U-D-S frauds and they show the true colors. <clears throat> yeah, man. I, I just think, yeah, they, they are not consistently good. No, no. And there's not a single person outside of Mark Andrews that you comfortably say, you know what? Yeah, I'm riding that guy most weeks. I know Zay Flowers had a, had a, had a good week, but they dropped a few. Dropped a few. Yes, he could have had an even bigger week. He could have had yeah. seven, eight catches, and we're singing his praises as a comfortable wide receiver too. Set forget. Was he your but, star of the week? <clears throat> but yeah, I, I agree uh, with you though. He, I thought I know we were both high on him. I didn't know if he was your star of the week though. No, he was not my start of the week. Michael Pittman was. Okay. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think I would still start Flowers, especially in full, pretty comfortably. But yeah. Odell Beckham, useless. Bateman, useless. Drop the touchdown. The the running backs, What what is there to get excited about? I know Justice Hill scored, but you know what? You start Justice Hill next week, and you know what's going to happen? Gus Edwards scores a one-yard touchdown. You're like, ah, mm-hmm. there goes that. It's it's just very unexciting, and it, it's just like this is what happens with these teams that just roll out the same cast almost on like a yearly basis. It's just yeah. like it's not working. Like it, no. Lamar Jackson, he's not a consistent quarterback, man. He never has been, and he never will be a consistent pocket passer. That's why when they get to the playoffs every year, when the game kind of slows down a little bit and like the pressure's on and you have to make those throws from the pocket because these other teams are good enough to have a spy on them, he he's not the same guy until he improves as a pocket passer. This is what you're going to get from the Ravens on a weekly basis. It's just hit or miss for the Steelers. Let's look at Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. The split continues. Najee 37 snaps, Jalen Warren 32 snaps. Jalen Warren, in terms of touches, had 12 touches, and Najee Harris, I believe, had something in the rounds of 15. Yes, 15 touches. So 15 to 12 favoring Najee Harris, but I mean, Najee Harris, I feel like I didn't see Najee Harris for the entire second no. half. No. And, and look, if, if, if he doesn't score, he is very useless in fantasy and it's tough to trust either of these guys, man. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, pretty much the whole offense outside of George Pickens, like who are you really starting on this team? Uh, nobody until Deontay Johnson's back and Deontay Johnson, the window is, is eligible to come back week seven. Because I did forget that the bye was uh, in week six for Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh on a bye in week number six. We won't miss him. (laughs) And then is eligible to come back in week number seven. Hey, maybe he scores a touchdown. Who knows? That would be be nice. All right, let's go to the Bengals and the Cardinals. Bengals winning this game 34 to 20. Uh, This was the best game that Joe Burrow has had all year long, and he looked absolutely awesome. And the hex of wide receiver ones being stinky against the Arizona Cardinals. That is officially dead and broken. Jamar Chase, Mary, mother of Moses. Holy God. Well, I think I think the likes of, uh, you know, Devonta Smith, CeeDee Lamb, they just start taking lessons. Because when you complain and you openly go at your quarterbacks in interviews, you get targeted the next week. And look what happened. We saw it with A.J. Brown, and now we've seen it with Jamar Chase. Wow, we we said targets for Jabbar Chase, 192 yards and three touchdowns. My God, 
Well, we, we said we got to keep riding it out with the Bengals, right? This was kind of like the last stand against Arizona. The matchup was yep. way too good for me to really be panicking that much with the Bengals this week. And Burrow looked healthy. He even had a couple of scrambles where he looked pretty yes. fast on. He was, And it, we also said it was interesting how he was off the injury report as well for the first time all year last week. So mm-hmm. hopefully a thing to come with our good buddy old Joe Blue Eyes. I don't know who they – I don't want the schedule in front of me, but – Something tells me we need to run it back with the Bengals again this week to 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 feed off this momentum we have. So their ske- their schedule is all right. The next few weeks are a little iffy. Seattle in week number six, that's okay. Yeah, that's a fine. bye. Then at San Francisco. That ain't that ain't fun. And then at home versus Buffalo. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that Bills defense is, though, with Matt Milano out. No Matt Milano, no Tredavious White. I know Von Miller is back, but Matt Milano was really like the engine of that defense right there. Kind of like the quarterback of the defense. That'll be interesting to see. Um, Should be a lot of points in that game as well. Uh, So I'm not like, oh, my God, it's Buffalo, right? Like I, I think that that could be a potential shootout where the Bills just don't run the football. It could be one of those games, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Schedule isn't great, but it's not eh, – outside but of San we, Francisco, you're not really, like, losing sleep. If look at the rest of the season, though, it's yeah. good. Houston at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville, Indianapolis, then fantasy playoffs, Minnesota at Pittsburgh at Kansas City. So outside of Pittsburgh, you got plus matchups for the rest of the season after the bye. Correct. And San, I don't know if San Francisco is preserved, but whatever. But outside of those two, um, you have good matchups, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So the, the time to buy the Bengals is 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 uh, truly gone. Uh, Joe Mixon, he got a ton of the ball this game. That was very, very encouraging to see. Should have scored. Should have scored, yeah. Got stood up at, stood up at the one-yard line, uh, prevented what would have been a, a solid day from being a really good day uh, for Joe Mixon. But keep the faith with, with Joe Mixon. He's a volume guy, nothing else. Uh, very steady RB2 moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for the Cardinals, let's talk about Hollywood. Man, oh, man. The guy, the, the I don't know what the hell is going on here. Maybe it's just a guy that's taking advantage of a situation and good for him. Three out of the last four, he has scored. He's had four good games in a row. Jake, I mean, I think we, we both have to eat some crow. Yeah, I think he's getting a beast very startable, and mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not in the position. Look, we're saying that now. Watch next week; he's going to put up like four points. Be like, that, oh. that, that's it. Is that you know you, you just have this feeling that the dud is coming, but you don't the, know when. A it dud is. is a dud is like screaming at us that it's right. coming. Right, but but right now it's just like, well, you gotta you gotta keep riding it, and and say what you want about Josh about Josh Dobbs in the game that that he had two touchdowns, two picks you know, was what it was Out, outside of this game. He's looked competent enough yes. to be the starting quarterback. For and the playbook team. is wide open for this team too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They're, they're letting it rip and, and it's a f- fair play to, to Jonathan Gannon and, and the, uh, and the staff that they have in Arizona, they are letting really a backup quarterback, a guy that is not their future really show himself off. And have an opportunity where next year, when they're presumably drafting a quarterback to bring into Arizona, at least we think, or when Kyler comes back, whatever the hell they're going to do in in, in Arizona, that they're letting Josh Dobbs show himself off. We have to talk about James Conner here. 
left this game. Uh, right now, they are saying it is a knee injury. I have not heard anything uh, yet as to what the knee injury is. Jake, very simple question. Are you picking up Imari DiMercato, uh, Keontae Ingram, our good buddy Corey Clement? And it's very sad that our good buddy Marlon Mack is on IR because he could have he could have just taken this job and we would have just been uh, back on Mac time. But James no, Conner, pick- knee I'm injury. A, I'm all right. You're not picking any any of these guys up? Not really. I mean, because why? I mean, would you want to start them? Nope. So nope. maybe I'll bid like a buck, a fab. Maybe I, I know I'll get outbid, but a Cardinals kind of guys back. that I – Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying, though, like not really guys that I'd want to invest fab in and then not start. Rest of, rest of season. Miles uh, – well, okay, not, not rest of season. Next week, Miles Sanders or Amari DiMercato? The Cardinals play the – hold on, let me just get it up. They play the Rams in L.A. And who the Colts play uh, – don't don't the Colts play somebody like that they could compete with? The Panthers play the no, Dolphins. Panthers. Panthers play the Dolphins. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't – I, I, I I really don't know. Um, I guess Sanders because you're kind of guessing at who one of the guys will be in Arizona. But not a situation I hope to find myself in. (laughs) Nope, me neither. Me neither, to be quite honest. Let's go to L.A. The Rams taking on the Eagles. The Eagles win this one 23-14. Let's start with Philadelphia. Delphia and uh, just extend everything that I said about complaining wide receivers and Devonta Smith needs to start doing that because man, oh man, this was a, uh, a stinker five targets for him. And again, Devonta Smith, he just has these stinky games in his locker. They come out sometimes, you know, they don't come out very often, but when, when they do, they are well and truly stinky. Uh, Jake, are you writing this one off or is there reason to be concerned after he hasn't scored for three for three straight weeks. He's kind of been either five targets or close to ten targets most weeks. It's it's not super consistent right now with Devonta Smith, and he just kind of comes off as if he's going to start. You kind of need a touchdown out of him. And look, these were the concerns that I alluded to when the season started, didn't did I not? Yeah, you so did. I did as well. Yeah, I would be concerned. I mean, this was a second round pick in yep. fantasy, man. Like. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I wouldn't be like concerned to where like, oh my god, this guy is so unstartable. Like, you know, no. But you drafted him to really be your wide receiver one, or like a, a locked and loaded wide receiver one A. You know what I'm saying here? Yeah. So I would be a little concerned. It's a it's a decent matchup against the Jets next week. I could see they they have trouble with guys like Devonta Smith, um, that find little leaks and creases in their zones. So maybe I could see him having a, a good game next week. But, um, yeah, I would be concerned, man, if, if you were really banking on him for being a rock, locked and loaded uh, stud wide receiver for your team because he's probably more like, you know, he's it's it's probably more like a top 22-ish play than the top 10 upside you thought you were drafting with him. Right. Is Dallas Goddard back? We talked that one into existence. We did. Um. Kind of want to see it again for another week. Sure. 
Goddard has killed the Jets, though, in his career. So I could see it again next week. I could. A really, really nice performance from Dallas Goddard. Eight catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets from him. Uh, the Rams, 2-2 Atwell scored. Five, only five targets, though. So I think 2-2 Atwell is going to be the odd man out here. But if you're looking for good games, a good game out of Puka Nakua with Cooper Cup back in, I talk, we, we've talked about this. That the Rams, we've seen it in the Sean McVay offense, are good enough to sustain two fantasy wide receivers. And yeah, here it is again know. with Cooper Cup and and and, and Puka Nakua. It's a good sign. The Eagles, Matt. Eagles secondary is not good either. Um, how much did Cooper Cup play yesterday? I didn't really check the uh, the snap counts for him. I have to imagine he was somewhat on a pitch count his first so game out back. Of, out of fifty six offensive snaps, Cooper Cup played fifty three. Okay, so he was really he was in. He was, he was in full go. The only of the only other guy that played a hundred percent of the snaps outside of, of course, Matthew Stafford was Puka Nakua. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Yeah. It's encouraging to see. Um, I would still look to sell. I mean, look, you now you have a great selling point to sell him yes, high. Be like, look, he did it with Cooper cup. This wasn't like an understudy situation here. Yep. I I completely agree. I think now the price of Puka Nakua, if anything is gone up. Cause he also see he scored. He did score. He scored with Cooper Cup in the lineup. So uh, very, very encouraging. And could this continue? Absolutely. Good. And could you be missing out on something? Sure. But guess what? Going forward, Puka Nakua definitely is a wide receiver, is a definite, definite high mid to high end wide receiver too going forward. And Cooper Cup is back to being his wide receiver oneself. Yep. All right, Jake. Let's bring a nice little smile to your face this morning. The New York Jets. It's the Denver Broncos. Jake, whatever you want to say about the New York Jets, just yeah, it was it it was definitely not pretty, but they did it. And uh, you know, I think they have to let this kid play quarterback. Man, they 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 did not open the playbook whatsoever for this game. They were just like, "Don't lose the game for us, buddy." And then Mm -hmm. Breeze Hall. It's just what uh, what what can you say? What a guy! And I didn't put the hex on him this week. I wanted to make him my start of the week. I think my start of the week was still pretty okay with Madison. He scored right. Yeah, he scored. So, I I wanted to say Brees. I'm glad you did. I didn't put the hex on him. Brees Hall is uh, is he not one of the five best running backs in the league right now? I mean, how can uh, you say he's not? Based based on pure talent, he's definitely up there. Even dude, we we the, the coach is like, yeah, the training wheels are off this week. What does he do? Two, what did he have? Two hundred yards on the ground. Like I, this guy is incredible. He's the best player I've ever seen the Jets have. And uh, better days ahead for Garrett Wilson, who is still fine. I mean, you know, four for sixty. He should, really should have scored if the fucking oh, excuse me if the quarterback could have just gotten the ball out of his hands a second right. earlier. Uh, he could really should have scored twice in this game. I might add. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the, yeah, it, it just sucks, man. If this offense had Rodgers, my God, they would be and humming back there. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him again this year. This, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, tough game We're, though next week against Philly. I'm not sitting here. You know, it would be nice to win, but but this this is this is a must win for 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 the Jets. and good for Nathaniel Hackett too. Yes, yeah, good for Hackett. And what a disaster the Broncos are. They they're clowns over there. One thousand percent. Honestly, I was rooting for the Jets hardcore. And by the way, fantasypros.com, both predictions column. I did say Brees Hall over a hundred and a touchdown. So thank you, Brees. Yeah, Brees Hall is. I saw Brees rip that touchdown around. I was like, all right, thank you. 
Thank you. He, I look he, good. It looked look how good fast he looked. Thank you so much. And, and there was a lot of doubters, man, including myself. That were like, "Is he going to be the same guy again?" Right. He looks. He looks like the same guy again to me. He does. He he, he no doubt does. Rest of season, Brees Hall is he a top ten guy? Yeah. Oh my god, dude, Brees Hall is a borderline top five guy for the rest of the season with with no pitch count. Brees Hall, or Tony Pollard, rest of the season. Uh, I think we're getting uh, Pollard, but it's close. Okay. Uh, Brees Hall or – have a think here. Brees Kenneth Hall or Derrick Henry? Oh, Hall. I think so. Or, or what do you think, Walker or Hall for the rest of the season? Oof. It's close. I'm thinking about I, being bold and offering uh, Kenneth Wall. I don't know, but – I think Walker, but close. Hall's more efficient, though, is the thing. Like That's really close, though. It's close. It's close, but, yeah, Brees That's, Hall is just – yeah. That's really, really, really close. And then for 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 Denver, all right, we got we got to talk about Jalen McLaughlin. Yeah, he he might be the guy moving. And they didn't really I, I, use honestly, him in the Jake, second half. He he looked he looked as explosive as I have seen any Denver Bronco look in the last thirteen months. Yeah, he, he was he looked more explosive than Javante ever looked for this team. One thousand percent. What he. he and, and Peyton away. talks very glowingly of him. Like, if I'm a Javante Williams fantasy manager right now, I am not feeling good. Oh, I'm shitting a brick. And you Just know, Samaj P. Ryan. And you know, P. Ryan will still play somewhat. It's it's not like he's going to, you know, not dress for games. You know, he'll be in there on the passing situations. Dude, McLaughlin should have played more. He, he They didn't give him. Dude, they went away from him in the second half. They they were just like, you know, it was P. Ryan in the second half, mostly. Yeah. yeah. So, they, McLaughlin should have gotten more. Yeah, dude, Sean Payton is a clown, bro. He's an he, idiot. He's he an is, idiot. He's such a clown. He he, and, he really should have stayed retired. And listen, I, I there was no bigger Sean Payton fan than I. Um, the heel turn has fully completed itself. Yeah, no, Sean Payton. Uh-uh. Karma, karma bit him in the. He shouldn't have done that to Nathaniel Hackett like that. Karma is a big fat stinky bitch. There are just certain things that you, that you just don't do to other to other coaches. That's one of them. Yeah, that's one and then of them. Like, and now he's got egg on his face, right? Like I, I don't, I don't see Mike McCarthy saying, "Oh yeah, this is one of the worst coaching jobs ever done with Jason Garrett being head coach of the Cowboys." You for don't do 11 that. Years, right? You just don't do it. You just don't do it. And good for the New York Jets for getting that win for Nathaniel Hackett. And that was deserved. And I honestly think there was every single person, every in the in the entire country, was rooting for the New York Jets for a change. The Jets actually got some sympathy from sympathy points. From the from the general public. All right, two more games here: the Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game twenty-seven to twenty for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, a little bit of a scare. No Taylor Swift in the house, but that doesn't matter because the NFL is going to make sure that the Kansas City Chiefs get to a Super Bowl come hell or high water, so that way Taylor Swift can be there for a nice little ratings boom, as if they need it. A, a disgrace. How they just get bailed out week in, week out, week out. It's it really is something else, but yeah. And Rashi Rice scored a touchdown. He a did. little bit of fe- a little bit of a feather in my cap. I did say that I think he was going to score this week. You did, you did. But if we if we look at the uh, the targets for the wide receivers outside, that wasn't good. <laughs> of Travis Kelsey, a nightmare. A very nice symmetrically to look at. Kadarius Tony six. Rashi Rice five. Justin Ross. Four, Justin Watson. You just want to complete this for me, Jake? Three. 
Sky Moore. Two. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling. One. Very good. Very nice to look at. But moving forward, Jake, is there a Kansas City Chiefs receiver that you are starting? No, not starting. Rostering. I'm going to roster Rachy Rice, though, in fantasy. Kadarius Tony is droppable, correct? Yeah, he stinks. Okay. Yeah, he's he is rostered in 23.5% of ESPN leagues. How about Sky Moore? Is he droppable now? Extremely droppable. Yeah, I think he stinks too. He stinks. Yeah, I think he 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 well and truly stinks. Uh Travis Kelsey is uh is the guy here. And Isaiah Pacheco, three straight games now with a touchdown and has a great matchup next week on Thursday night against checking my watch here oh yeah the denver broncos uh start isaiah pacheco please and thank you uh for the vikings uh okay we could talk about anything that we want to talk about from this game with the minnesota with the minnesota vikings uh alexander madison scored uh tg hawkinson was mad jordan addison scored great awesome uh justin jefferson left this game with a hamstring injury um this not good. is not good nope and, you know, we could sit here and say, oh, yeah, maybe if they had a bye uh, the next couple of weeks, there'd be, you know, a bit of a timetable and we could all be, you know, breathe a little bit easier. And there's no buy in sight for the Minnesota Vikings. A late buy for them, week number 13. Uh, the upcoming schedule before the buy, Chicago, San Francisco, Green Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, and Chicago. Uh, Jake, I think it's comfortable to say that, you know, Justin Jefferson maybe is going to miss – two, three weeks, depending on yeah. how severe the hamstring injury is. And you're firing up Jordan Addison if Jefferson is out. A hundred percent. And even KJ Osborne is a little interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I definitely think so. Good good friend of ours. Good friend of yes, ours. Yes, KJ yes. Osborne, Nelly T, great guy. But yeah, I think Jordan Addison is a, is a, is a must-start guy. I don't know if I would say he's like a top 24 guy or anything, but is he definitely on the wide receiver three flex radar? Absolutely. No yep, doubt no about doubt. it. No doubt about it. And then finally. Oh well, well, that happened. The 49ers and the and the Cowboys 42 to 10. 49ers just well, wow. I, I don't I I I think it's a combination of the 49ers being really good and the Cowboys just flat out stinking laying it laying an egg. And there's a much deeper philosophical discussion that can go on here when talking about Dak Prescott and where he kind of stands with you know, him being the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, bottom line is I don't think he's it anymore. Look, I told you this, though, while the game was going on. There's yeah. the Niners, then there's everybody else. It's correct. It's, it's They are by far the best team in the league right now. And look, Dak is just good. He's, he's good. Like, he's average, good, whatever you want to say it. He's not moving really the needle. For a team. He's not going to elevate others around. You kind of need everything else around him to be good, to win with Dak and win big. Justin Jefferson is going to undergo an MRI on his hamstring today. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. So I hear MRI. I say that's bad. Yes, but we're 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 in trouble now. Well, we, we need to do the prayer circle for my good buddy uh, Elijah Vera Tucker too. But oh my God, yeah. I mean, he needs many... to stay. He needs to stay off the Denver Broncos field for the rest of his career. Uh, literally. Literally, I, I wasn't it in two straight plays. You had Elijah Vera Tucker that went off, and then you had Makai Beckman Ma- that went off. Too? Well, Makai came back. Yeah, Makai came back in the game. So yeah, he did. Look, the, the Jets' best offensive lineman is, is rookie Joe Tipman, but that's neither yeah, here Joe, or there. 
Yeah, Joe um, Pittman's really good. But back back to uh, this game here. CD Lamb, you got to make a scene, bro. You got to get your money, and you got to get paid. A thousand percent. You're, you're way too good of a player here to be going for 46 uh, on primetime television. And, and listen, and listen, I, I, I will say this. I, I will defend the Cowboys here for one thing, is that CD was getting doubled, if not tripled. They, they yeah, said their other pass 40, catchers did not step 49ers up. The said, you know what? Have anybody else beat us? And didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't and happen. And also, that now, Tony Pollard fumble killed the whole. Uh, that was uh, bro. That, that was killed, the game. That killed the the entire game. But where where I'm struggling right now with Tony Pollard is obviously yes, you want to see, you want to see Tony Pollard get as many snaps as as, as humanly possible. I, I I get it. But what's the one thing that Tony Pollard did last year? That made him a fantasy asset. Pass catch catch passes. He hasn't done that. The receptions through five games, two, seven, three, three, four. It's not good enough. No, it almost makes you think like, I get it. They like Deuce Vaughn and they like Rico Dowdle, but they, 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 they should get like more of like a North South runner. That is a little bit of a bruiser and can give Pollard a breather. Like a Leonard Fournette is out there. That's a free agent. I think he would make a lot of sense for Dallas. He makes a ton of sense. Their running game, it, it just, they, they, it just the running game hasn't been what it's been with Zeke and Pollard. And Pollard, like you said, was a dynamic pass catcher, and they have not utilized him as a pass catcher. And the other pass catchers outside of Lamb just are not getting the job done. And that's something you could do to make an adjustment if you're Mike McCarthy. And he's and he's going to have to because man, oh man. This is – it, does, it doesn't matter. Cowboys could win every single game for the rest of the year, but just deep down for me, it's not going to matter because this is – this 49ers team, is a, it's, it's, it's different. And now I think we're seeing that the road to the, to the Super Bowl, no matter who does it, whether it's the Cowboys, the Eagles, doesn't matter, is going to run through San Francisco yet again. I think outside of the Eagles, nobody in the NFC has a shot to beat the the Niners. Maybe Detroit, but like I think I want to see Detroit do it against like a real like good team before way, we really the way start. you beat San Francisco is you keep their defense on the field. Yes. The problem is nobody's been able to do it. So it's nice on paper, but going out and actually executing that game plan is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And now, who who can do that? It's the Philadelphia Eagles, w- without a doubt. And going there is just a pit to play in, too. Going there is a different story. We saw what it was like San Francisco going to Philadelphia, Philadelphia at the home field, and they got the win there. Now it's looking like, I mean, I know they obviously have the same record, but let's just face it, the 49ers are a better team than the Eagles. Yes. I, I, I don't think that's a hot take. Oh, yeah. The Eagles having to go to Levi Stadium to take on the 49ers, I think that's a, that's a different animal to to try and take on. Um, I, I think the, I picked the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl in my preseason predictions. Granted, I also picked the Cincinnati Bengals, but I mean, we got we got time for that one. IG. Um, but for the 49ers, I mean, where, where do you want to start? I mean, Brock Purdy just is uh, Brock Purdy just gives me that he's going to be just a Cowboys killer because he just saves his best games against against the Cowboys and two of the best games of his career have come against Dallas Cowboys last year in the playoffs and now here week number five on Sunday night. Yeah, Purdy's balling. There's no, there's no other way around it. He's just as safe as they come. And I I give Kyle Shanahan credit. I give him I give Brock Purdy credit. He 
he would not be this on any other team in the league. But this is a talented player that is making the most of a really, really good situation. Um, the problem is, is that, you know, what's going to happen when Brock Purdy is looking for a contract? Then what do you do? That's going to be so interesting, but I don't it's know. It's going to be fascinating. <laughs> Truly. Not, not not pay Trey Lance. That That's what they'll do. Nope. Nope. Hey, so Trey, much, so Lance, much for, Trey so Lance much for that insight. He was given team this week. He, he yeah. really did. He did fabulous work. Oh, my God. George Kittle, three touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey scored, but I mean, he didn't need to do anything else, really. Um, Brandon Ayuk, Devo, they, they just didn't need to do anything. They no. just there wasn't there was not a fight to be had, and you could just see it from the first snap, first drive. The the Niners were just they, they, it was gun ho, it was gun ho for them. Uh, punch to the mouth. Niners are great. The Cowboys stink. Jake, are you panicking about any of the Cowboys fans? He asked. That's the last thing before we go. No, we'll we'll see it against another team before I start panicking. Niners are that good. That's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. This is it for week number five. Join us this week for more additional fantasy football content. We have week six uh, coming up. And then, of course, the week six Saturday mailbag. A great program for the friends and family to enjoy. So for Jake Simone, I am Bert. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.